When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So um, we are going to talk about what it seems like everybody is talking about, the death of Matthew Perry at 54 years old. We're going to get into how we ended up breaking the story. But before we do, let's talk about something that we learned today and we've put up. This was the best time of his adult life in the last three or four weeks. This is what we're being told by people who have had daily contact uh, with Matthew Perry, that he was as optimistic and as healthy, at least on the surface, um, as he had been in many, many years. And was out and about, and actually really not just thinking about getting back into Hollywood, but was actively doing it. Had a movie project um, that obviously was delayed at this point because of the strikes. Um, but also looking into, had ideas about TV series. That he was developing. And by the way, the movie was interesting because it was not a comedy. He did not want to do comedies. He wanted to do dramas. This was a drama um, that he had signed on and he was going to be a star of this movie. Um, But he was really, really in a good place. He had just moved into this house, um, loved the house. He just started posting uh, on social media, something that he hadn't done uh, in a long, long time, but he was doing that uh, over the last few weeks. And from what we're told, it's because he was just in a better place. He felt good about himself, about life, and um, you know that's all reflected in what we're hearing about, obviously, what he did in his work. But even we saw, in the last few weeks, we saw photos of him out and about right. where he was leaving, uh, oftentimes he was leaving uh, pickleball. Um, which was he had a told something that was, became a big passion for him and something that helped him in his sobriety. It really helped him. It was a passion that um, was kind of a core thing for him. But I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, could this have been a relapse and everything else? I don't believe, look, we weren't there, but I do not believe so. Everything we know says that's not the case. And I want to just tell you a little bit about, you know, how we broke the story that um, one of our producers, actually, actually. Charlie, who is yeah. here, um, uh, she got the uh, initial tip, and I called somebody who was very, very close uh, to Matthew Perry, one of the people who worked for him, um, who had daily contact. And um, she was, when I, when I told her, look, we've gotten this tip, I'm not saying it's so, um, but we've gotten this tip, her first reaction was, that's impossible, that's ridiculous. And I remember hanging up the phone thinking, whatever this may or may not be, um, I don't believe it had anything to do with him relapsing because she she was was so confident. Right, and she was probably looking at it as that it's a possible overdose or something, and that's why she said it couldn't be because from what 
they knew it was, that's not what his life was He was in right. such a good place. And I even talked to her again today and told her this. And she said, that's exactly right. She said, when I, she, she left a message for him on his phone after I called her. Um, and she was just convinced, yeah. given his state of mind, given everything she saw about him, that this was not a relapse. And I, I absolutely do not believe it was a relapse. Yeah, and you guys, this is just one of those stories that really shocked the world. And kind of like you said, Harvey, when I had first gotten the tip, I did not want this to be true at all. I was really hoping that this was just, you know, a phony tip that right. we got. However, you know, quickly working on this, we did discover that this was obviously sadly true. Um, but going back to what you guys said, one of his passions was pickleball. And I was told that he was actually playing pickleball earlier that morning. I was told he was in great spirits. He came home. He had his assistant get the new iPhone for him. He was excited to get that. Um, and sadly, when the uh, assistant arrived home back to Matthew's house, a couple hours later, he was the one that discovered him and had called 911. Um, but I mean, from what you and I know, Harvey, he was in a good place. So, which even makes it more shocking. And of course, I think everybody knows Matthew Perry's history and they automatically think like, oh, maybe it's connected to that. But from everything that we have heard and have worked on, it doesn't appear to be that case. Yeah, look, the official answers we won't have until uh, the coroner's completed the autopsy and more importantly, the toxicology. And the toxicology takes, takes minimum six weeks and could take as long as 12 weeks. Um, my guess is, I mean, they have moved things along faster in certain cases and I have a feeling they this may do long. that here, but minimum six weeks and, and possibly longer. So we're not gonna know for sure, but obviously something Right. catastrophic happened in that hot tub. And just kind of talking like when you when you open the segment how happy he was. I mean, some of the things we know he was working on a drama film because that's kind of what he does now. He didn't necessarily do the comedies that he was known for as far as his character on Friends. He had some other script ideas ready. Um, and then just to touch on the addiction issues because we know there were no illicit drugs found at the scene, um, but there were prescriptions and obviously investigators are gonna look into that as well in trying to determine all these factors that may have led to his death. Yeah, when you talk about Matthew's history, um, you know, some people are uncomfortable talking about it. And I think, look, honestly, we're, from the information we have here, it certainly seems like that's not what was, what was at, at play, in play here. But he didn't run from the fact, he wanted people to right. know that he was an addict and that this was something that he was battling. And more importantly, he wanted to help others. Last year, he was on uh, Tom Powers' podcast and talked about um, being able to help, being in a position where he could help others who were battling addiction. The best thing about me, bar none, is if somebody comes up to me and says, I can't stop drinking, can you help me? I can say yes and follow up and do it. That's the best thing. And I've said this for a long time, when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. I want that to be the first thing that's mentioned. And I'm gonna live the rest of my life proving that. You know, I mean, look, it's a great thought. Friends is- well, Friends is such a- It's a headline. Right. And, but- But, but that is but a, a this very leg, close subheadline. This is a subheadline and it's definitely part of his legacy. And he's touched so many people. One of the people that he helped, you know, he helped his fellow actors. Um, 
Hank Azaria gives him yeah. credit for turning his life around. From a recovery perspective, I mean, I'm a sober guy for 17 years. I want to say that the night I went into AA, Matthew brought me in. Um, the whole first year I was sober, we went to meetings together. And he was such a great, I got to tell him this, he was just, as a sober person, um, he was so caring and giving and wise, and he totally helped me um, get sober. I mean, I think that's such a big deal. And by the way, I, you know, I've seen some reports out where people are saying that he had beaten his alcohol or his substance abuse addiction. You never beat it. You don't beat it. Yeah. You manage it day by day. And he was so strong. I, I, I was really moved by his book um, because he was so brutally honest in this book about what he went through. But he, more than anybody, was so self-aware of the struggle because it is a struggle. And, yeah. and, and especially with what he went through, it is a struggle. And he was able to pull himself out of that hole. And again, that doesn't mean for the rest of your life, it means fine, day by yeah. day. And I think that's just a really important thing um, to know that this isn't like, oh, he had it in his rear view. It was front and center. It was front and center, and but like you said, he was managing it, and I think one of the uplifting things, if there can be anything after this, after his death, that we've heard that he really was managing it for the last you know, year or so, at least a year, he was managing it and was in a really good place. And I think that's the best you can, as a, a loved one, as a fan, it's the best you can hope for, for someone who's gone through what he did um, that he was feeling that way at the end of his life. Yeah. Tina Howe from New Orleans, Louisiana. I agree with y'all. Matthew was in a great place. I was a huge fan of Friends. I read his book as well. And he was in a great place in his life right now. And someone that's kind of followed his career for a long time. I was a huge fan of his. It's hard to believe that he's gone. His legacy will live on. But I'm glad that they're going to be thorough in this investigation because I don't truly believe that he relapsed. I think this was just a situation of his body had went through so much. If you know anybody that had colon issues, GI issues, it puts your body through a lot. And with all the history of he had with previous substance abuse, and he was very honest and open about it, it just puts your body just through a lot. He will be missed. I mean, everybody, the headlines yesterday was that, you know, the world lost a friend, and they truly did. I, th I think, you know, he, he's going to be missed by so many people, not just of my generation, but a lot of younger yeah, generations no, it, as well. It, 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 that, show that show lives on rolling, and just and lives on in different formats, and it's just will never end. Well, we have seen Gigi Hadid. Uh, make her statement about um, what happened in Israel, about the terrorist attack, and about the ongoing uh, Israel's re retaliation against Hamas. And Bella Hadid is Bella Hadid is also weighed in. We had not heard. And from they had been and they had been measured. I mean, yes. they said, "Look, we are we we, we condemn the terrorism in Israel, um, and but they are Palestinians, and they, they have were, a lot of feelings about that. But they were trying to kind of." Somewhat measured, right. Yeah. Uh, their father, Mohammed Adid, not at all. Nothing measured about his statement, which really was—it um, wasn't a statement. It was a post that compares Nazis to, to Israelis. Uh, what well, to Jews? Yes. And he compared how they were founded, what their actions are, and he seems to think that they are equivalent. Well, he said that he compared Auschwitz to Gaza, mm -hmm. which is suggesting that Israelis are trying to exterminate 
civilians, Palestinians. Palestinians in Gaza, um, which is, you know, the, in Auschwitz, the Nazis were targeting and trying to kill innocent Jews. Well, he even is, in, in he that graphic he posted, it says he compared the gas chambers to carpet bombing, signature method of uh, doing away with... <laughs> Your your enemy gas chambers or carpet bombing that was up for what's, about a, that was up for about an hour and he took that down. That's what's interesting to me. Why did he take it down? I mean, he obviously there was a torrent of criticism. But he's got to know, Harvey, that that's coming, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you I, would I think don't he, get people. I don't get these celebrities that speak out, and I I appreciate the fact that he is in a very difficult spot here. But what he said was absolutely gross and disgusting and offensive and. Uh, I, it's, it's awful. It's all. It's 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 this. It, what I don't get is I, that, the worst that he, today, the worst loss of life since the Holocaust. To to then to to compare the Israelis and Jewish people, to, it's it's gross. I, I I what I what is you're right. Obviously, he had to know there was going to be a strong reaction. Some people maybe agreeing with him, and there's going to be a huge reaction. People who completely disagree and feel like this is offensive. By the way, I think even people who are pro-Palestine, right, and who will probably agree with Muhammad Adid on a lot of things, would find that particular graphic offensive. I, I think you're right. But and, that's what I understand. He had to know that. But I'll, Why I'll, delete it? I'll tell you something. I mean, stand I, on it if that's what you think. I got calls on Saturday afternoon about this. And I'm going to guess here, I don't know this for a fact, mm -hmm. but he got a huge amount of blowback in his own community in right. West LA. There was a whole thing going around in West LA right on the heels of him taking this down. So I think he knew generally that he would get this kind of reaction. Right. But the reaction in the area where he lives was so intense. And I don't know that's yeah. the reason, but I do know I was just getting all these texts and calls and, and it had to do with the reaction in his hometown. Hmm that I wondered if that- but where he lives. Where he lives. Right. I, I'm sorry, right, where he lives, that it that it, that may have contributed to this, hmm. I think. I, I just, it's an interesting thing that he put it up, and, and as we reported last week, the Hadid family, all of them, the daughters and Mohammed, were getting death threats, and this doesn't seem to be the thing you put up if you're concerned about death threats against your family, and, you know. And by the way, not to, by the way, that is not in any way justifying the fact that there were death threats made against the Hadid family. But you put something like that, you know, put that graphic up, there's gonna be a very strong reaction. Yeah, and not the only celebrity to weigh in this weekend. Yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie uh, weighed in. I think her reaction is interesting because we know that for decades now, she has worked very closely with the UN um, and helped refuge, been at refugee camps around the world. And it seems like that's, that's the perspective that she's bringing to this. This is what she had to say about what's happening uh, between Israel and Hamas right now. She said, I too am praying for the immediate safe return of every hostage and for the families who carry the unimaginable pain of a murder of a loved one. Above all, the children murdered and the many children now orphaned. What happened in Israel is an act of terror, but that cannot justify the innocent lives lost in bombing a civilian population in Gaza that has nowhere to go, no access to food or water, no possibility of evacuation, and not even the basic human rights to cross a border to seek refuge. Because of my work with refugees for 20 years, my focus 
is on the people displaced by violence in any context. So, and, and, and look, I, I understand where she's coming from, but what she's not answering is, what does she think Israel should do when Hamas comes in and engages in that kind of terrorism where they're making it clear, they just want to exterminate Jews. What do they do? Uh, and, and she didn't explain that. But because I, I would think that she would be, and you're right, she didn't address this specifically, but it sounds like she would appreciate the fact that Israel has certainly given the population of Gaza warning. There have been a lot of warnings, mm -hmm. and they've told people Get out. to go to this particular evacuation area. But I think what she's referring to is what are the conditions in that evacuation area? And from what we the reports today are that they are horrific and that it, it, they're on the verge of losing any control within that within that evacuation I, I, area. I think you're right, except, no for the last, except for the last line. Reagan, can you put that last page up? I, the last line is what I'm kind of glomming onto here when she says, my focus is on the people displaced, displaced by, violence. by violence in any context. Right. Violence in any context. How do you extricate Hamas without... I mean, I don't think she's defending Hamas. No, I think no, no. She's but saying I, how do they the do The people it? who have been displaced, the Palestinians who have been displaced from their homes in Gaza right. and are now in this evacuation camp, right. they need to be... I think she's saying that's where the humanitarian effort has to be. They should be allowed to cross the border. They should be allowed to seek safe refuge um, yeah, in, Egypt, in, in good condition. Egypt shut that down, right? which is one of the problems. Right. I'm Marina, and I'm from Las Vegas. And I don't have a problem with what you said, but I'm just shocked that people delete their posts. Because especially if you're a celebrity, you know it's going to get screenshot. So stand behind what you say, because even if you delete it in an hour, right. people are still going to react. Right. Yeah, I think this is right because apparently this just really, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything where the like- number, The number, the, the, the immediacy with which people responded to it. And in the, again, in the area where that he area. lives, it just, they, people went crazy when they saw this. Thing. Wow. Well, we've been hearing uh, and seeing reactions from a lot of people in Hollywood who are moved um, by the loss of Matthew Perry. Uh, people who were friends with him, people who worked with him. Um, one of those people is Morgan Fairchild, um, who I'm sure Friends fans remember uh, as Nora Bing. She played uh, his mom on the show. And they had a pretty close relationship. Actually, they knew each other from before Friends. Um, I didn't know that. When he was until, a kid. Yeah, when he was a kid. Um, but uh, Morgan obviously worked closely with him on the show and really happy to say she's joining us to show us a little bit more about who Matthew was, uh, aside from the actor that everyone loved, but just as a person. So uh, joining us right now, Morgan Fairchild, welcome to TMZ Live. No, oh, thank you, thank you. For, thank you for doing this. I mean, Matthew was such a wonderful guy and it, it's nice to see the accolades and the love that's coming out from everyone, people who knew him, people who didn't know him, people who were fans, people who met him in a restaurant and he was kind to them, you know? And I've been hearing all of those on my social media feeds too. When we put the story up, um, it just seemed like the world stopped, that everybody just was, they just had to catch their breath. I'm wondering, I mean, this must have been particularly um, meaningful for you, given a long relationship where you knew him early, early on. 
Well, I didn't know him that well because he was a little kid visiting <laughs> his dad on the sets he was working on. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like more than it was, but um, you know, but that was my my first day on the friend set. He did come bounding over to me the way that only he could, this Mr. Energy, kind of like a big puppy dog bounding across the set, came over and said, You won't remember me, but I used to visit you on the set with Flamingo Road and Falcon Crest with my dad. And I said, Oh, who's your dad and he said john bennett perry i said oh my god you're that little kid that used to come visit on the set like, <laughs> the, the years go by <laughs> and uh but that was his his introduction and i that's how i always remember him is just this kind of super friendly boundless energy big smile on his face always ready to to jump in and try some new piece of business and when you're working with him and and doing a, a weird tweak on a line that makes it hysterically funny and um just he was a joy to work with I and mean, he was always fun to work with and um even when he was going through some of his problems he was always fun to work with um, but that's how I always remember remember him as uh, as this just joyful, ebullient, uh, a very very fun guy who was always always had stars in his eyes. He always looked happy. Always had stars in his eyes. The thing that just really strikes me about him is he was such a huge star. I mean, it's one of those things where you have a show like that that is you know beyond a monster hit, and he is such a big star. But he almost put all of that in the background, especially in the last year after he wrote his book. Um, and it seems like the, the core of his being was helping other people in the struggle that he was going through. I mean, is that kind of the way you see it? Yes. And that is what I, I think a big part of his legacy will be. Um, obviously friends will always be the first thing in his obituary, or, you know, as we always say in showbiz, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that right up there with a huge monster hit is the monster help that he tried to do for other people, the way he reached out, the fact that he didn't hide his problems, that he he went public in a in a very big way by writing a book and not just doing quiet things to help people, but writing a book and being very honest about his struggles. And I think that's that's why the kindness that emanated from him, I think, will be the biggest legacy. Morgan, I, as I heard what you're saying about him and everyone saying how kind he was, that's not a small thing when you realize what a huge hit Friends was, that everywhere he went, he had to have people coming up to him. And for him to always maintain that kindness um, is not an easy thing for someone to do. And the fact that he did, I think you're right, just points to that's who he was. He wasn't putting on an act. You, you couldn't put on an act that often. It just had to be who he was. I know I've gone through this in life where people come up to you all the time and and you always remember that however you behave in that moment is how that person will always remember you. Um, and I've seen enough of these now up in my feeds just saying in a restaurant, in an airport, at a party, you know, walking his dog, what, you know, that you see that it's all kinds of different moments in time, different parts of his life, different time periods. Um, and yet everything I've seen is ends with, and he was so kind to me. And, you know, that touches my heart. We're so glad that you could come on today and, and share this. I, 
I wish this were a happier time because personally, I have been such a huge fan yeah. of yours for so long. Um, oh, <laughs> that's very nice of you to say that. <laughs> I didn't get to meet you on the set of Falcon Crest, but I did watch the show. So <laughs> I oh, knew that well, way. thank you. You must have been a small child. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't that small. Not as small as you think. <laughs> Your mama made you watch Falcon Crest. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been that. <laughs> Oh, uh, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing your stories. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this because I really, I really do want Matthew to be honored. And um, and I also just want to take another opportunity to pass on all the condolences that people have given to me online and asked me to pass on to his family and how much he was loved, how much he touched people's lives, how much they wanted to be him. They wanted to be his best friend. They wanted to know him, the very personal relationship that his fans had with him. And again, people he just encountered in everyday endeavors that his family know all the condolences I've received to pass on to them as his TV mom. Well, Thank you. We really appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much, Morgan. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate it. That was nice having her on. You know what's interesting is that she's saying that Matthew's kindness is that she exhibited that to him when he was a kid and ran up to her That's on the right. set. And, he know, returned it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, we are going to take a break. All right. When we come back, the other side of dating Taylor Swift. What happens when your team loses? For the first time since they've been publicly dating, Travis Kelsey's team lost, and yeah, he got trolled <laughs> with Taylor's music. I thought this, as I was watching the clock tick down on the Chiefs game against the Broncos. You watch it? I saw, I, well, I was watching another game, but that game was on on another TV. Um, and I was just watching the score, and they lost. It was a bad, bad loss. They lost 24 to nine, and it wasn't in doubt late in the game, and I just thought, here come all the Taylor Swift fans. Taylor Swift was not at this game. Which is, which is the whole point for uh -huh. Taylor Travis Swift. Kelsey did not score a touchdown, and didn't really have a, a great game at all. Um, and I say that as someone who has them on my fantasy football team. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Taylor. Uh, but I knew the Taylor Swift fans were gonna be like, oh, see what happens, she's the good luck charm. And I don't know how you argue against it at this point. Well, um, I mean, come on. Before we were saying, look, obviously the Chiefs are a great team and that's why they're winning. But this great team went up against a team that's not very good in the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos did not miss a beat. Whoever is operating their PA system at the end of the game knew exactly what to put on. I mean, the cheerleaders are dancing. Like, they were prepared. They're like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna put on a little shake it off. We're going to have a good time. She is taking I don't, over the NFL. I don't it's know if Travis was still on the field at that crazy. point, was he? It looks like there were still players out in the middle of the field. The, so. the soundtrack of the NFL is Taylor Swift now. That's So if you're crazy. Travis Kelsey, do you, do you think he noticed the song was playing? He knew it was going to play. Come on. Uh, he couldn't know it was going to play. First of all, he thought he was going to win. Well, that's true. That's um, true. But uh, that's got to suck. I'm sorry. You have a really bad day at the office, and then someone's playing your girlfriend's 
hit songs. There's a lot of factors in play here of why Kelsey may have played poorly and not all of them had to do with Taylor Swift. Patrick Mahomes was sick uh, prior to the game, and I think that had a lot to do with it. When Superman is, is not feeling his best, obviously he can't receive the ball. Uh, also, a couple days before the game, he was out at the World Series partying in Texas. Uh, uh, we, we got video of him out, and he's uh, enjoying himself at a game in day, Texas. Wait, this, this is was the, the day, day before yeah, the and, game. And, 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 why is he at the World Series and it the makes, day before It makes game. absolutely no sense. He lives in Kansas City. They were playing in Denver. It makes no sense why he was in Arlington for the game. So, again, maybe there's a little bit of a hangover, maybe not necessarily from alcohol, but just a, a partying hangover or being out hangover when he should be perhaps in his playbook. And he's been getting killed for it, too. So, But, again, maybe Taylor Swift does have something to do with it. Last week he had 12 catches for 179 yards and touchdown when Taylor was there, and now that Taylor's not there, he didn't do very well. Now, so. correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is when you saw that video of him kind of dancing, that, that they the were Taylor's. playing Love Story at... Yes, yes, they, yeah. they were apparently playing Taylor Swift as he was dancing. I mean, this is just nuts. This I wonder is if he nuts. Went, I wonder if he went, if, the, uh, if someone at the network invited him. The, the World Series is on Fox, right? Yes. I was wondering if they said, look, we want to have you in the stands. I, I, I don't know. If I were, it's if, just weird. If I were Travis Kelsey right now, I would have my agent make a Tom Brady-type deal with the network. <laughs> And just say, whenever I retire, bring me, this right. is the moment to and strike. Here, yeah, exactly. This is the moment to strike. This is Gina from San Francisco. And um, what I noticed that was kind of astonishing was they showed a graphic during the game because I'm an avid football fan. Um, I also play fantasy too, Charles. All right. And um, the graphic showed which, or what the percentage of which games um, that, Taylor Swift attends, um, and it was a high percentage that... Yeah, um, his, his stats you know, go way up. It's like he has twice the yardage when she's there watching the game, right? That's the one you're... I saw the same graphic, and I thought... Yes, yes. Was like, it was very hmm. interesting, and I thought, okay, maybe she actually brings really good luck for Travis, and I thought... Um, it's not maybe luck. I, if I had drafted him, you know, that would have been very interesting, you know, Maybe I would put him in the lineup. So congratulations to all the people that drafted him. Um, I have him in, in all three leagues, but I don't think it's luck. I'm telling you, it's the, I got to put on a good show. My girls are, I got to impress. Well, there were other factors, right? Like, yes, the, the, Mahomes, the, Mahomes thing, was the Mahomes thing is kind of interesting, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Okay, uh, we're going to, all right, change gears here. Are we? Well, <laughs> we're going to talk about a different a, couple. Uh, there's a car. We change gears, and it's kind of related to what you're about to talk about. Really? Mm. Uh, I'd like to hear how cars are related <laughs> to this. I'm sure you'll tell me. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was out in, uh, West, in Hollywood this weekend um, doing a little Holly, Halloween partying. With his um, girlfriend? With his girlfriend, Vittoria Soretti. Mm. Italian, you know. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I can see, I think her costume might have been... Poison Ivy. I don't know what Leo's is, but she had a handful of him. So let's get into detail here about what exactly we're seeing. We are seeing, her name is Vittoria. She's the latest model he's dating. And she is reaching behind his pants into his underwear and reaching somewhere down there. She may have been tapping a cheek. Might be tapping a cheek. As far as what exactly she's doing, we don't exactly know. People's imaginations have been running wild. Uh, Another thing I want to point out too, that someone on the staff pointed out to me, there are other photos of him that look like he's standing by himself. However, if you look closely, it appears Vittoria is actually there in front of him, crouched down and or okay. kneeling. I just want to point that out. And if, if what the is Kanye happening treatment. is You're in talking fact about happening, Kanye? 
if, if what Kanye, I think is yes. happening is in fact happening, shame on Leo DiCaprio. He is too old for these shenanigans. <laughs> he's at, his Halloween costume was horny teenager, and he's about to be 50, so he needs to settle oh. down metaphorically <laughs> and, li wow. and literally. So wow. shame on you, Leo. E easy, Gramps. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Grandpa Fabian off, off, getting off the porch. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Attila Schnapka. I'm a CEO from Los Angeles. And, well, I think uh, good for them, you know. Uh, he's old enough to know what he's doing, and uh, she clearly does too. And I'd say, you know, it's just uh, possibly they want to show that they're into each other officially, you know, so that everybody sees it. And maybe she can also use it a little bit as promotion. That's just my guess, you know. Yeah. Hmm. What was the uh, car reference that you were making to the... Oh, it has something to do with oil. Cars? Something to do with oil. Oil check. I, oil check. Oil check. There the only you thing go. I would say is that if afterwards she went to the bean dip, I would stay away. So the <laughs> only point I want to make. Or uh, she used the left hand. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is my bean dip hand. This is my Leo <laughs> hand. That's cool. Well, Matthew Perry's death uh, was, as we've said, really... A huge impact here in Hollywood and beyond show business, but people who were still performing this weekend uh, took time to actually say some things or even sing some things in honor of Matthew Perry. Uh, we'll start with Adele uh, during her residency Saturday night in Vegas. She took some time in between songs to talk about uh, what Matthew Perry uh, and his career meant to her. Some of my favorite memories of when I was younger with my friends, and one of my friends, Andrew, when I was like 12, did the best Chandler impression. And he would do it all the time to make us laugh. And if any of us were having a bad day or feeling low, he would just pretend to be Chandler. And um, I remember that character for the rest of my life. And all of the, you know, I remember visiting New York for the first time, and like going on a friend's, you know, friend's tour. struggles with addiction and sobriety, which I think is incredibly, incredibly brave. And um, yeah, just want to say how much I love what he did for You know, it's really interesting. There is something called a parasocial experience. Yeah. And it just basically mm -hmm. means where everybody gets everybody connected. It used to be like a town, the town square where everybody got connected. This is a parasocial experience because yeah. everybody has a connection mm -hmm. to him. And you could see that the audience Oh, yeah, the really audience kind was of feeling that. Uh, I think, to your point, um, Charlie Puth was performing in Melbourne, uh, down in Australia, and uh, this was clearly a, a parasocial experience because uh, before he played perhaps his biggest hit ever, he appropriately had a, a different intro this particular night. Um, after learning of the news of Matthew Perry's death, he decided to get the entire arena to join him in a sing-along of Friends, but he... He toned it down so that it was appropriate. Yes, appropriate. Friends was on? Ooh, good question. He might not have been born during the first run, but it's in just, the original run of Friends. It just shows how this, this show is just endured. Yeah.
Jeremy Allen White, star of The Bear, uh, also Shameless. Um, he is enjoying the single life. Boy, is I'll he say that. ever. A few weeks ago, we saw him out making out with... Uh, Several times, actually. Yeah. And we thought, all right, this is, uh, is, is going to be a... Friend. Well, no. Hold the phone. Etch a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Start over, uh, because this weekend, uh, he was out at the farmer's market with Rosalia. This is actually on the heels of rumors that they actually had dinner last week and went to a screening of Wild Things together. And this is kind of a big deal because in July, Rosalia actually uh, ended her engagement with Raul, who is also in the um, oh. Spanish singer. And honestly, it's kind of, it was devastating. That was kind of devastating that Rosalia and Raul broke up. And now, so now she feel? is with Jeremy <laughs> Allen White, which is complete opposite of Raul. <laughs> and by the way, he brings her flowers. No, they bought the flowers at the farmer's market. Right. I, I don't know that he bought it for her, but when you buy flowers... Well, it's just when you buy flowers, that feels That's like they're a lot together. Of flowers. Too. I know. It feels like they're together. Oof. That they're, sh you know, when you start Wait, shopping. Question: She can't carry some of the flowers. She does. She has one oh, she flower right. in her hand. Wait, one, one, one oh, single that's flower. Very, oh, that's very romantic. It's very convenient. So he gave her this. <laughs> this one is for you. Matt Slayer, Hollywood, California. Honestly, I think Jeremy should be out here playing the field more. He shouldn't be settling back down. He's just getting out of divorce. I think he is that's playing the field. It certainly I think seems he, like he is. I think he is playing the field. We'll and see how long that lasts. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? All right, it's Juan Hustle out in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the death of Matthew Perry, uh, it, it really shaken up not just the Hollywood industry, but also it just shaken up a lot of uh, folks that love the TV show Friends. Lost and prayers out to his uh, mother and father. Seeing them pull up to the scene, that was just heartbreaking. By the way, you know who his um, stepdad is, right? Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison from yeah. Dateline. Um, and, and I didn't know that until when he was doing the book tour is when I first... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. he spends a lot of time actually talking about their relationship in the book. Yeah. Uh, one more. Hey, this is Richie Valentino calling from Long Island, New York. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to give my deepest condolences to the fans, friends of Matthew Perry. I think that it's important that we don't jump to conclusions as to how he passed away, but we should concentrate on all the contributions that he did um, for the entertainment business. I can't tell you how many times I might've had a bad day and millions of people out there put on friends and just disconnect from your crazy lives. So we just like to say thank you to Matthew Perry and uh, my deepest condolences. And by the way, yeah. that show really holds up. <laughs> I mean, have you ever just gotten sucked in when they played? I gotta be honest, I was never a huge, it's not that I didn't like it, I just didn't watch it. I was, and also how were you watching? I, it was Thursday night, eight o'clock. Yeah, was, but I was working at that time. Weren't you working nights? Uh, you, well, I, I sometimes work nights um, at, when I was a reporter. You VCR, didn't you? Well, I don't even know if I had a VCR. <laughs> but, um, but on Comedy Central, they run marathons. Right. And I get sucked in when I see that it's great. All right, fine. You can spell Halloween without tequila. I was wrong about that. But certainly more fun when you include tequila. And the folks at Cosmigos every year have a very big, huge Halloween party. Um, this is uh, Randy Gerber and George Clooney's right. company, or the one they you sold. You guys, this was the party of the weekend. I was there. It was so much fun. Not lots that that made it the party of the weekend, but, um, you know. <laughs> lots of uh, Britney Spears tributes, by the way. Paris Hilton went as the flight attendant toxic version for Britney Spears. <laughs> oh. Jessica Alba, she was the other toxic version. But her friend was the baby one more time version. So I actually went up to them because I was also baby one more time. And I'm like, oh, my God, twins. And we, like, all, like, hugged and, like, embraced. Oh, and that my was God. Nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh my God. she's hanging out with Bill Maher. 
it the whole night. Bill Charlie Moore is. was there. It was oh, so Harvey's jealous now. Harvey's very <laughs> jealous. You can't hang around with his friends, Charlie. Sorry, my friend now, which, no, by the way. He loves he, he loves her. He was so nice. He got creative with his costume. He, like, wore a suit and had, like, little devil horns on. So, yeah. I don't know if that what was a costume. costume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see you tomorrow.